So if we can turn to uh, the book of Genesis, chapter 2. Genesis, chapter 2. Hallelujah. And we've, we've read this. We've heard this preached before. And I want to share this with you, that this, this, this teaching that I'm going to give, I heard this uh, from a, a minister. Um, his name was Robin D. Bullock. But you know what? Sister Rita always told us that when you receive a word, you always check it up. You always got to make sure that it backs up with the word of God. With the word of God. It has to back up here. Amen. Because remember, Satan is cunning. And there's many voices. There's many voices to entice you. And I don't want that from my brothers and sisters, my family. And I count you as my family. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is in verse 22. Are you there? Yes. It says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. The Lord, God told Abraham, he says, I'm, you know, I'm going to test you. In the old King James, it says tempt. Now, it's important that we, that we study these words and not just go over them lightly because each word God put in there, it means something. It's there for a purpose. Amen. But here in, the, in this word, he says, in the old King James, he says tempt. So I looked that up, what, what tempt means. And it means a test. God is, because we're, we're children of faith. Amen. Abraham's a father of faith. Amen. We're children of Abraham. Amen. Am I, am I right? Am I talking to myself here? Amen. Abraham is the father. You know, he's our father. We, we walk by faith. So God was, was testing Abraham. God tests us in our walk, in, in our ministry. God, will, God is like, like tithing, okay? When I walked out of that building and I told my wife, we're going to start tithing, it was by faith. It was by faith that I started giving to God the 10%. Amen? You see, God knows your heart, and, but he wants to test you to see. And it doesn't mean that if, if, you, if you make a mistake or if you fail, that God's going to kick you out or say, no, you're no good, I can't use you. No. All that means is he's got to work in our lives. You know, he's got to remove the spirit of fear or spirits of doubt, whatever it may be. But, but know that God loves you, and as a loving father... He, he, he works with us. He's nurturing us. He's training us. He's teaching us. So we see here that the word tempt in the old King James, it means to test. He tests us. He also says right here, he goes, in verse 2, he goes, then he, he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on the mountains of which I tell you. Moriah it means Jehovah provides. You see, when I read the Bible, and I've read the scripture, and, I, and the Lord showed me the revelation, you know, how it's, it's, it's parallel with Jesus. Amen? Isaac and Jesus, you know, Isaac is a pre-runner or, pre or, or a picture of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. But here, I never, and I read Moriah, but I never understood that Moriah means Jehovah provides. And also the mountain that he gave it, Moriah, that's not the mountain where, where, where Jesus was crucified. 
It's Moriah is a mountain range, and I've never been to Egypt. I mean, to Israel. But Moriah means it's a mountain range. There's a, a, a hills that's called Moriah. Are you, are you getting this? And he says, offer a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and two of his young men with him. And Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and, those, and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. I want to stop here just a brief second. We see here that, that the Lord, that the, uh, Abraham, he says that he saddled the donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. He split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of God. The, the, the wood represented the cross. Jesus carrying the cross for the sins of the world. Amen? Are you, are you seeing this? But he says right here, And on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Jesus was, re was resurrected on the third day. Okay, so we see that. But Abraham said he's seen the place afar off. He's seen a prophetic picture of what God was showing what was going to happen. I'm getting all goosebumpy right now. But he shows them a picture of his son in the future, hundreds of years before, what's going to happen. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. Let me see if I can get that. Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. I've read this again, like I said, I'm sharing this with you, but the word lad, I always thought was a little child. But the word lad means that they were like, like uh, in this sense, he was 33 years old, 37 years old. So the lad, or Jesus, Isaac, his, uh, his son, he was 33 years old. The picture with Jesus, he was 33 years old when he died on the cross. He says, the lad and I will go. They're in unity. Jesus came and said, not my will, Father, but your will be done. He says, the lad and I will go yonder. Yonder, I thought that was a country saying, yeah, something's down yonder, down by the creek down yonder over there. But no, yonder means ahead. It means up, 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 up ahead, saints. So here's a, a picture Again, I'm sharing this, that God is showing Abraham that he was going to sacrifice his son for the sin of the world. Because that's what a burnt offering is, is a sacrifice for, the, for sin. And it's the whole sacrifice. It's a continual sacrifice. It's an everlasting sacrifice. And the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. He's prophesying and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac on his son, Jesus carrying the cross. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. The fire means, it means uh, uh, judgment. God was bringing judgment on the world, on those that don't receive. 
He was bringing judgment, amen? But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he says, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? You know, gee, Isaac had to be in unity with, with Abraham. Abraham's, he's over 100 years old now. And, and Isaac is 33. He could have out-wrestled his father. He could have said, no, I'm not going to do that. But he was in unity with his father. He carried his cross. We're called to carry our cross. Amen? We're to carry our cross daily. And, and, and I'm going to share a quick story there. And I know I shared it with you before. But years ago, my wife, when I was new in the things of God, she bought this T-shirt. And it bugged me now. I still think about it. But on that, on that T-shirt, it says, carrying the cross daily. Well, I couldn't carry my cross daily. It was just con- conviction was on me all the time. All, you know, I couldn't wear that T-shirt. I don't, I don't know. Some, somehow that, that T-shirt was just, just disappeared. I don't know where it's at now, but, but I mean, this is years, years ago. But I could not worry that. I could not wear that T-shirt. <laughs> anyway, that's just something to, so you guys would wake up. I don't want to. <laughs> but he says that. He goes, but, uh, but Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he says, Here I am, son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? I want you to just keep in mind the lamb. He says the lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God. John the Baptist, when he seen Jesus, he said, Behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Verse 8, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. He said, don't forget that they're on Moriah. God will provide. Jehovah will provide. Amen. He's seen into the future. God was showing Abraham the future. God will provide. He will provide a lamb. He will provide a sacrifice. Verse 9, they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Where did Jesus, what was the name of that hill where Jesus gave his life? Golgotha. Golgotha. You see that he was on the mountain range of Moriah and he placed the, 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 the altar on Golgotha, that's where Jesus gave his life. Verse 10, And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad. Or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only begotten son from me. The test. The test. God tempted, and again, that word tempt, it means test. He tested Abraham if he would offer his only begotten son. And God seen that he would. So he says, now I know that you'll do that. So God was God, that's where God was saying, I, now I'm going to offer my son because Abraham didn't withhold his. Now I'm going to offer my son because God's not into human sacrifice. Amen. He's not into human sacrifice. That's why he stopped him. Amen. 
But he sent his son to take our place, to die on the cross for our sin. Hallelujah. Thank God. I love you, Jesus. Then Abraham, verse 13, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram. Notice he said that Isaac said, where's the lamb? And Abraham said, the lamb. But now there's a ram. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Now that the the ram and his horns, you know, the, I, you know, I was looking like, well, what the what do the horns mean? Well, the horns mean strength, and the horns you can also use it for uh, uh, the shofar. Amen. You see, what I'm trying to share with you, saints, is the word of God. Every word means something there, and I encourage you, you know, to to get a Bible dictionary, get a concordance. And go through the, your Bible and study and look for them because God wants to reveal them to you. The reason he does this is because he, does, he wants you to know your rights. He wants to know what he's done for you, everything he's done for you. The enemy was not going to tell you, thus saith the Lord. Remember, he's cunning. He sticks out his tongue. And he's lying. You know, he's laughing at us. He's lying to us. And he's keeping the truth back. It might sound like truth, but it's not. So we, I encourage you that you have to study. Take your time, open the scriptures, and spend time with the Lord, and he will reveal it to you. Amen? <clears throat> so Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Verse 14, and Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide, Mount Moriah, the, re the region, Mount Moriah. Of the, uh, see, the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. God provided a way of salvation, a way of escape for all of us. We're adopted into the family of God. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abram a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you and multiply. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. The gate of our enemies. The enemy doesn't possess us. Amen. We're going to possess the gates of the enemies. We're taking back. God's heart was that we take back everything that was intended for us. Amen. God, even you, you the young ones, you that are new in Christ, that don't know. God has given you authority over him, over the enemy. Amen. He's given us the authority, and it's time that we, we exercise that authority. Don't be afraid. Don't be like little sheep. Amen? He says right here, he goes, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. 
and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. When, when God blessed Abraham, he says, in your seed, I'll bless, I'll, I'll bless you, eh? But he said not seeds, meaning more than one seed. That Abra, uh, Isaac is the son of, of, of uh, Abraham, the seed. Isaac, uh, Abraham, he had a son, and I'm not going to get into this, but, but Haggai, uh, what, was, what was her name? The, the Hagar, um, uh, Sarah, because the, we see this is what happens when we start leaning on our own understanding. God gave a promise to Abraham, and they were old in age already, amen, and nothing seemed to happen. So we start thinking in our own ways, thinking, well, God needs help. <laughs> You're taking too long, God. Let me help you. Let me give you a little boost here. Let me, let, let's get this thing started. So she, yeah, let me figure it out. So she offered Hagar, his, her, her concubine, her maid, to Adam or Abraham. I'm all, I'm all excited. I'm, my tongue's going crazy. So she offered Hagar to Abraham. Well, what do you think any man's going to do? He said, yeah, I'll take her. So they went, he went in and, and they had eyes, uh, Ishmael, thank you. They had Ishmael, but that wasn't the promise of God. That wasn't God's promised seed. He said, seed, not seeds, not, not Ishmael and, and Isaac, but one, Isaac. So if we're descendants, if we're born again in the family of God, amen, then we're children of, Ab- we're children of Abraham, amen. So there's two. There's a natural birth, you know, the Jewish people, what I'm getting at is the Jewish people from Isaac, the nation of Israel. But we're a spiritual Israel. That's why he says, and blessing in verse 17, and blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is in the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. He's talking the natural and the spiritual. So I believe that when... When God, this is why I say you have to study the scriptures. And you say, well, Pastor Fred, that uh, sounds a lot when you're saying about God prophesying the coming of the Lord. Amen. In, in Hebrews, let's see, that's not the one I'm looking for. Here it is. In John chapter 8, verse 56. John chapter 8, verse 56. This is what I'm sharing with you, that God showed Abraham into the future. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. You see, God opened up his eyes. He's seen what was happening. He knew that if he offered his son Isaac, even if he did die, God would raise him from the dead. You see, so on the third day, that's where we see we, 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 Jesus was resurrected from the, from the dead. Because Abraham, basically, he, you know, spiritually and, you know, in faith, he, he was going to do it. And God said, stop. He's seen him in his faith that he would do it. But, but in, in, uh, prophetically, we see that that Isaac was raised from the dead. He was risen to life just like Jesus. Amen?
I just, I just wanted to share that with you today. I know it's a short message, but again, there's, there's things that I want you to understand that when we hear a word through prophecy or a word on TV or radio or whatever, we always need to look it up. Amen? We need to look it up to make sure it's scriptural that it's back with the word of God. And saints, we have a hope in Christ. He is our father. He's made a covenant. When he made that covenant in chapter 15 of, of, of Genesis, you know, he said that he promised uh, Abraham a son. He says, I'm going to give you a son. And he told him they were going to have, you know, there was going to be of all kinds of sons. If you could count them, it would be like the sand on the sea and the, and the stars in the air. And he said to offer a sacrifice. So Abraham offered the sacrifice. They used to split it in a covenant. They offered the bull, the ram, the, 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 the goat, and the doves, you know, on, on each side. But God, it says that he put him into a deep sleep. God put Abraham into a deep sleep. Because man can't keep the covenant. We see in the Bible that, that God made a covenant with Israel, but they... It wasn't that the, that the covenant was broken, the law was bad. They broke the law, so they broke the covenant. They broke the covenant. So God says, I'm going to do it. So in the Bible, when we read that, that he went through the, 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 the sacrifice, it says there was a, a fire and a light. God being the fire. God is like a consuming fire, the Bible says. Jesus is the light of the world. So God made a covenant with himself, knowing that it cannot be broken. The covenant we have with God cannot be broken. No matter if you make a mistake, you repent, that covenant cannot be broken. The only way we can't keep that covenant is if we deny it. If we say no, if we, if we say no to God, if we, if we just turn away from him, that's the only way that covenant can be broken. But God covenant to you is yes and amen.